0: Here we come. Oh, come on, Daniel. What's the matter? You don't like my singing? I don't like the song, Ma. Welcome to the Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one litigious minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And this is Minute 2 of The Karate Kid. It begins with the Larusa starting in the right direction, which is the wrong direction, and ends <laughs> with the Green Station Wagon driving into the desert sunset. So, um, we have... A bunch of cars here on Franklin Street in Harrison, New Jersey, uh, lined up all the way down the right side of the street. Mm -hmm. Matt, what does that tell you? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) What is your your, uh, 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 knowledge of traffic and (laughs) the way streets are laid out?
1: (laughs) So (laughs) what do you mean the, the cars are all on the right side of the street? Parked. Parked? is it a one-way street (laughs) i don't know one-way streets yeah uh
0: and uh guess which way um lucille and daniel turn (laughs) the wrong way the wrong way yeah uh the cars are they actually to to get this uh to get this shot to look correct um the cars are facing out and if you look in if you're a total dork like i am and you look at like a google map of that street nowadays they're all parked in because they drive down the street and then turn into the parking spot. Right. Um,
1: and there's a lot uh, of there's a lot of one way streets where I live, and it's just simply because it's an old city and the streets were made for horses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right, right. Yeah, there's enough room for a carriage, but uh, yeah. two cars? No way. Yep. Uh, so. Um, John Avildsen had to climb to the top of a factory, which is the Fedco Steel Corporation, in this uh, shot to achieve the angle of Daniel and his mother driving away, which I'm thinking is probably why they have the station wagon driving up rather than down. It just looks better. Yeah. But if you want something – we talked about the lady that was kind of looking at the camera mm-hmm. <laughs> yesterday. If you want to crack up, rewatch this minute and notice that when they start driving the wrong way in the one way street, immediately there's another car driving down the street that pulls right off onto the sidewalk to get out of the way. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you dummies? And, and then there's another person that's kind of running down the sidewalk and then it just kind of stops and, and starts looking in the car like, who's that in there? Like, what are they doing?
1: <laughs> Do they know they're going the wrong way?
0: <laughs> I'm assuming they're doing this uh to achieve a, an effect of they're they're driving off into the sunset or into the horizon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't look as good as it they're traveling down underneath, you know, yeah. where he's shooting.
1: Um so that's yeah. <laughs> a it's a it's a good shot though. I like I like uh how long the street is that they, they managed to get there by get, getting uh so high up. Yeah yeah
0: and i'm sure john was like on a radio just trying to direct from way up there like okay go now yeah (laughs) there's another car coming just go (laughs) (laughs) tell those kids to get out of the way (laughs) uh and uh yeah as the car uh as lucille's car runs another car off the road the title credit of the karate kid comes up (laughs) it's almost like don't look at this look at the look the title (laughs) yeah
1: so the the station wagon uh there's not a lot of luggage for like a cross-country trip
0: yeah it's just like i'm I'm surprised it's just the bike on top of the car
1: yeah it's just a bike and maybe a few suitcases in the back like there's still like you can still see through the back windows they're like they didn't even pile the back of the car up completely do you think Lucille makes enough money to send a shipping company, f-
0: like, across <laughs> country to bring their stuff to the South Sea? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I've got a lot of information for you today, Matt. Uh, okay. About the name The Karate Kid. All right. Uh, I'm
1: going to sit back and listen to this story.
0: Uh, okay. Just don't fall asleep. All right. Um, so, it was a subject of dispute? Which is funny because, you know, from different interviews I've read – Not a lot of people involved felt like the name was cool. (laughs) Like the Karate Kid, really? Mm -hmm. Uh, First, uh, the first dispute was, uh, like you said, uh, DC Comics uh, had a superhero named the Karate Kid. Um, Do you know anything about the superhero
1: at all? No, I never bothered to look him up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's okay, I did. (laughs) Um, He had no powers. (laughs) um just a guy who lived in the future with the legion of superheroes who mastered every form of karate there was and of course that like means even more because he's in the future so like all future forms of karate he knows as well that you know future from us future karate he's sick he's sick with karate um (laughs) (laughs) so uh he made up with his lack of powers with you know swift reflexes defensive moves and you know dropping the pressure points um you know even took Superboy down which you know really gave him a lot of respect and got him invited to the team um and uh yeah so dc comics was notified when that they were using the name and they ended up giving uh, the movie special permission uh because really they're not making that character from dc comics it's a totally different character Mm -hmm. and they don't They don't like go. Hey, you're the Karate Kid (laughs) during the movie or anything like that. It's just the name of the movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you look in the credits, there's a thank you to DC Comics for allowing the use of the name. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, even more interestingly, there's the case of William J. DeClemente versus Columbia Pictures. Uh, Bill here. I call him in my notes. I don't know if he calls himself Bill, but um, Bill claims he had the nickname since 1964
1: like for he, himself
0: yeah he called himself the karate kid okay um he is uh, italian-american he owns the karate kid dojo in which he taught okinawan karate called uh shoren ryu 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 yeah mm. in brooklyn uh, which included the training techniques of waxing the car and Painting the Fence. Hmm. He, yeah. And he also claimed that he met Robert Mark Kamen, who wrote The Karate Kid, at the World's Fair in the mid-60s. And Kamen came over to his dojo and watched various classes over, like, a period of two weeks. He didn't participate. Um, Bill only knew Robert as Robert. <laughs> like, could identify him by his big mustache. <laughs> uh, but he they weren't, like, friends or anything. He also claimed... You know, he trained at the beach as well, which I just thought <laughs> like looking over the legal documents. I'm like, really, that's that's something you just I I trained you like in the movie. I trained at the beach, too. <laughs> um, I did says, that. That's my thing. Yeah, yeah. Nobody else trains at the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, he claims a character of crease resembled his friend Ed McGrath. And also there's a real Okinawan karate legend named Cho Chojin Miyagi show you um so uh the court so so some of that's kind of interesting evidence you know that he came up with some of this stuff and it's it's, you know so happens that
1: you know could he prove any of that like could he prove that hey that he's been using the wax on wax off thing for a (laughs) long time
0: he had some character witnesses you know people that have trained with him off and on throughout the years Mm -hmm. um but He didn't exactly go to the courts immediately when the movie came out. What he did was after the movie came out, he tried to profit from the name. Uh, He started a tour show called the karate kid tour show and exhibition, including the real Mr. Miyagi (laughs) (laughs) and sold t-shirts with that entire title on it. (laughs) And uh, you know, and so he thought he could make a buck off of it. And he, he, Got upset because people would show up, and he'd have to constantly explain, like, no, 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 no. Um, see, I had the name first, and the real, real Mr. Miyagi is really the guy that is the the legend of Okinawan karate. Um, so, and so people would, you know, word would get around, and nobody
1: would show up at his shows. Um, so that. So they were upset that he his show was like. Advertising like a false premise or what? <laughs> no, no, he is the one that brought the lawsuit. They didn't
0: even know about him, <laughs> they weren't filing the lawsuit against him. He was filing a lawsuit against uh, Columbia Pictures, <laughs> okay. uh, saying that you know they he, he's owed money because they damaged uh, his business. Um, so, Robert Mark came and acknowledged in a sworn Deposition that Crease was in fact patterned after Ed McGrath, who was also a friend of Bill's, so they had that connection. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, he refused to acknowledge Bill was the basis of you know Danny Larusso. He didn't. He said that that was not where he got Danny Larusso from. Um. So Bill's case was dismissed, and it ruled in favor of the defendants, Columbia Pictures. And they said the films did not damage him. His public personality as the karate kid was not notorious enough that the public identified him exclusively with this first persona. Like, like they were, they're like, everybody knows she was bill, like not, not the karate kid. So, <laughs> um, and, uh, and that, that he could not bring up any evidence that any, any of the defendants, including came even knew who bill was. Um, so he's still around today. He has an official website. I think it's like thekaratekid.org or something. And uh, he maintains the claim that he's the inspiration. And uh, and yeah, he, his website says like the real Karate Kid. You know, mm. yeah. Um,
1: so there is just a just like of a the overlap. real Ghostbusters.
0: <laughs> yeah, there is a bit of an overlap. Um, this is this is from uh, Robert Mark Kamen's point of view. Um, he's he. Uh, grew up in the Bronx. He took martial arts after being jumped by a gang of bullies at the 1964 World's Fair in New York. Now, mm-hmm. let me pause <laughs> and go back and remind you that Bill says he's had the nickname since 1964
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that he met Robert Mark Kamen at the World's Fair in the mid-60s.
1: <laughs> so, what? <laughs> Does, did is that did him, he beat it? Did he beat up Robert Mark Kamen? <laughs> yeah.
0: And then he like Mark Kamen, obviously, because he was so injured, he just didn't realize who the guy was. But it was just like, uh, wait, karate kid. <laughs> Much <laughs> like, just you know, beat
1: me up some sort of yeah. karate kid.
0: Yeah. Kind of like hey. uh, Daniel LaRusso going, was that Spider-Man?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, his first teacher. Uh, his first uh, karate teacher was a Marine captain, uh, Ed McGrath, who preached raw violence. Um, <laughs> and so very much like Kreese. Um, but he said he wanted a deeper spiritual connection uh, with the craft. Uh, he branched out and discovered Okinawan uh, Goju Ryu. Is that Was I correct in that pronunciation?
1: <laughs> Goju Ryu.
0: Goju Ryu. Yeah. All right. A defensive style designed to turn aggression on the aggressor with smooth blocks and sharp counter-strikes. Are you familiar with that at all? Or?
1: Uh, I mean, it's turning somebody's aggression against them is very Aikido-like. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I don't know that exact style, but, yeah, I know that that method of defense. <laughs>
0: i'm gonna have i'm gonna have so many questions for this podcast just prepare yourself (laughs) (laughs) uh so he says he trained four hours each day seven days a week under a teacher who spoke little english but who had learned uh directly from the the founder of uh okinawan goju ryu uh sensei uh miyagi so that's why where he got the miyagi name from
1: and chosen (laughs) i guess
0: so (laughs) spoilers um (laughs) so uh almost 20 years later he's writing screenplays and he gets asked by the chairman of columbia pictures to write a script based on an article that jerry weintraub had optioned about a scrawny kid who earned a black belt and i have some quotes here um The production coordinator of Karate Kid, Susan Eakin, says uh, there's this little blurb about a kid who kept getting beat up by bullies on his block. His mother was a single parent and he asked to go to karate school and he got a mentor like Mr. Miyagi who took him under his wing and came and says, Jerry asked if I had a story to wrap around this. I came out to L.A. and told him about me and my own teacher. My life informed it. So that's the that's the genesis of uh, of the Karate Kid story. And uh yeah, I just wanted to mention the, the lawsuit because uh yeah, it's just crazy. I don't know. Like either the guy's telling the absolute truth and Robert Marcaman is you know, doesn't remember correctly or, yeah. or is is lying himself. I have no idea. Or, you, you know, it's just weird the coincidences.
1: Yeah. When you said lawsuit, I figured it was gonna be with D C. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was gonna be something like like the Ghostbusters, like there was a there was the ghostbusters already and then they're yeah, like we want to so make this movie called ghostbusters hey can we like, use the name ghostbusters sure you can oh oh the movies are a huge hit now oh crap <laughs> we got to get that name back
0: <laughs> yeah and, and and it would be funny if karate kid they were just called daniel karate kid during the entire movie instead of just like the ghostbusters are called ghostbusters you know <laughs> yeah. so we get the credits for ralph Macchio, we uh, of course, please Daniel Russo, uh, Noriyuki Pat Morita. Mm. And Pat uh, says he's credited as his uh, first name, with his first name in there, because the producers wanted to promote his Japanese heritage.
1: Mm. So he's, he, uh, he's like the most American, American-sounding person, though, in real life. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Some of the interviews with him is just so funny. He's yeah. just, yeah. Well, he's a stand-up comedian. Right you can find his stand up on YouTube.
0: And of course, happy days.
1: Mm-hmm. And we'll get
0: yeah, into his casting and everything and his history and when we start mm-hmm. seeing him. Save it, save it. Okay. So, <laughs> just wanted to mention a couple little things here uh uh well, I did want to mention the next credit is Elizabeth shoe. and uh, I love the spelling, by the way, of Elizabeth um with the s uh yeah. because I had a crush on, on a girl in high school with that same spelling.
1: Oh.
0: And uh <laughs> Elizabeth. Yeah, or Elisa because yeah. uh according to like some of the interviews I read, you know, people were just calling her Lisa. Oh, okay. I was like, Oh yeah, Lisa that comes from Elisa Beth. So I just never thought of that. Um the other two credits this uh this minute are William Zabka and Randy Heller, who we'll talk more about in
1: the future. I love William Zabka, he's my hero. <laughs>
0: I'm dying to do some bonus episodes, some other Zapka movies. I mean, I really want to get into like other Zapka movies, other Macho movies, even even a, maybe an Elizabeth Shoe movie. Who knows? Um, <laughs> it'd be a lot of fun. Pat Morita. He's got mm-hmm. that one with uh, Jay Leno. I don't know. Depends <laughs> how depends how many people we start that start listening to us. You know, that'll encourage whether or not I want to actually do yeah. hundreds of bonus episodes. Uh, so we hear some dialogue on the road and, uh, it starts off with Lucille singing California. Here we come.
1: Is, which is a song. I assume she made up. No. Oh, <laughs>
0: God, it's I swear that wasn't planned. It's like, you're feeding me right into my next bit. <laughs> of I love it. California. Here I come is a song from the 1921 Broadway musical Bombo. Oh my God.
1: Um,
0: by Al Jolson. And, oh. uh, And it's been known as the unofficial state song of California. The official one is I Love You, California. And uh, it's been covered many times through history. Um, But I'm assuming what might have inspired Lucille to sing it, and maybe even Robert Markhamon to write it in there, um, was that there's a famous... uh, You can find it on YouTube. uh, I Love Lucy. Um, There's a famous uh, part where Ricky, Lucy, Fred, and Ethel... Hop in their car to drive from New York to California And they just start singing the song And there's a famous shot of them Driving together over the George Washington Bridge From New York to New Jersey hmm. So, And if you're an OC fan uh, there's, Their theme song was California Here We Come Which is a song by Phantom Planet hmm. And they said that that was inspired by the Al Jolson song
1: hmm. But uh <laughs> All I know about Al Jolson is blackface. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we get a little bit of d- dialogue. You know, Lucille's really trying to pep up um, Daniel, get them all psyched about just kind of rolling out of bed and just jumping in a pool. That's just what California
1: is all about. Yeah, roll out it's... of bed, fall into a pool. <laughs> yeah, plop. Yeah. You're in your swimming pool. <laughs> I like yeah. I like I like how she says it's not like we're going to a dump. It's a dump. <laughs> Yeah. Spoiler alert. It's a dump. It's a dump. But uh, do
0: you get anything else for this minute?
1: Um, just a, a trip across the whole country. How often does that happen, I wonder? How many families do that, just pack up their car and go to the complete opposite coast? That I mean, that is just a... To me, it seems like
0: a leap of faith, even in today's world. But I can't imagine, you know, not having the internet and just mm-hmm. hoping by... Phone call and snail mail that, uh, that 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 the place you're going to is going to be all set for you and everything's going to be all set. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I'm not sure yep. if uh, kind of a scary endeavor. I think she's a she's a brave lady. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he better appreciate his mother. He better. Let's see if he does.
0: <laughs> well, Friday's podcast here we come. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening, everybody, and until next time. Sweep the leg.